Hello, beautiful people. I am so glad you're here. This is episode number one of the official Your Conflict Coach podcast. My name is Hannah, and I'm your conflict coach. I have so many things I wanted to make sure I talked about throughout this podcast series, but I realized that before I dive into the deep end of this, I really want to lay a foundation for you guys because there are a few concepts and mindset shifts that I want to introduce you to today that will hopefully give you a baseline understanding of how to make conflict a little less scary. So the goal for today's episode isn't to resolve your conflict, it's to help you approach it in a way that facilitates resolution, not destruction. Before we dive in today, I want you to think of a recent conflict that you've had, or one that you're currently having, but one that's had a negative impact on you. That could mean that it messed with your mental health, maybe it made it harder to do your job, or affected a really important relationship to you. I want you to think of that conflict, and we're going to do a short exercise. I'm just going to ask three really simple questions about this specific conflict. My first question is this. What happened? What is the conflict about? What incited negative reactions? Now, I want you to think about your answer. And then answer this question. How would a stranger describe the conflict? If someone was standing 10 feet away watching it unfold, how would they describe it? My second question is this. How does that make you feel? What are the specific feelings associated with this conflict? It's important to be able to define your emotions. What exactly is it that you're feeling? And my third question is this. Why did this happen? What would have had to be different for the conflict not to exist? What caused and created the conflict in the first place? And also, why did it trigger us? As you think about your answers, I'm going to readdress each question and explain a little bit about what your answers should not be. When I ask what happened, your answer should not be your opinion. For example, well, I think what happened is fill in the blank. Your answer should also not be fault. They did this. They did that. Talk about the conflict as a whole. What actually happened? Your answer should also not be assumptions of intent. For example, they wanted to make me feel fill in the blank. Again, Think about how a stranger would describe the conflict. Someone who doesn't know the emotions and the feelings that you have inside of your head. What would they say happened? For the second question, how does that make you feel? Your answer should not be 
how being in conflict in general makes you feel. It's important to be able to differentiate those. Conflict makes us uncomfortable. But specific conflicts incite specific emotions in us. And we have to be able to separate those from the discomfort of being in conflict. The third question, why did this happen? Your answer to this should not be instructions for the other person. Well, if they would have just fill in the blank, this wouldn't have happened. Or they need to. They would have had to if they wouldn't have. Remember, the why isn't about fault and blame. When we're talking about something that triggers the emotions inside of us, it's because there's a core piece of our identity that's been threatened, even if not on purpose. What piece of us is being threatened by that conflict? So this exercise is basically a quick way to see how much your emotion is clouding your ability to resolve a conflict logically. If you had some trouble mentally segmenting your conflict into what happened, how it made you feel, and why, you're actually in the majority. Try doing it with a conflict you've witnessed between other people. Or maybe try to think back on a conflict that's been resolved for a while. Sometimes it can be a lot easier to start there. Thinking about all of these things can be really exhausting, but by separating our experiences from our emotions, from our identity, we learn that the existence of conflict itself isn't a bad thing. It simply provides information. And if you're like, yeah, Hannah, that's not what I learned, just stick with me. When we are in a conflict, like the one you are thinking of, we are usually way too busy being angry, offended, upset, disappointed, betrayed, all of those things, to realize that what's really going on is that something isn't aligning. While a resolution isn't always easy, it is always a sign that something's misaligned. And it's an opportunity to figure out what's misaligned and how you can realign it if you can. When I asked my Instagram to describe in one word how conflict made them feel, pretty much every single response I got was negative, exhausted, defeated, stressed, sick, confused, scared annoyed. And the most common by far was uncomfortable. And just so you guys know, that's normal. It would be insane for me to claim that conflict shouldn't make you uncomfortable. It definitely will. Misalignment is uncomfortable. But it's also an opportunity. It's an opportunity to build deeper connections and to have more effective and efficient relationships in your life. And here's the thing. Conflicts are unavoidable. They're unpredictable. They're chaotic, frustrating, even infuriating sometimes. But they are inevitable. If everyone handled every conflict 
the same way as everyone else would. Conflict would barely exist. But we are all unique humans with unique experiences, unique perspectives, and morals and values that mold who we are and mold what makes us feel in control and safe. And that's why it's important to understand personal conflict styles. We are all going to react differently when we're faced with inevitable conflict. And most of the time, when people aren't handling the conflict the same way, it makes things worse. But the answer to that isn't everyone handling things the same way. It's everyone having an understanding of the differences in how we all handle conflict and why those differences exist. If you have that understanding, then the next time someone responds in a way that you wouldn't, your initial reaction can be one of understanding, not one of offense or frustration, even if those feelings are still there. And I want to add, you can know someone's love languages, Enneagram type, attachment styles, even their childhood trauma and still not understand why they handle conflict the way that they do. And that's why conflict styles are so important. And there are really only five main conflict styles, so it's not as complicated as it seems. The most common conflict style is actually avoiding the negative feelings and unpredictability and lack of control that usually come with conflict make many people feel most comfortable just ignoring it altogether. And for avoiders, whether they place it on fate or just hope it goes away or don't even think that far ahead, it just feels emotionally like it's the safest option. And there are times where avoidance is the best option. For example, if the relationship isn't important and the conflict is simply irrelevant, then pretending it doesn't exist might work. But not every time, and probably not even most of the time. In most conflicts, avoiding is a lose-lose situation. The next step up from avoiding is accommodating. If you're a chronic accommodator in conflict, then you have a tendency to give up your goals or your ideal resolution in an effort to avoid confrontation. It's sometimes described as a take whatever you want, just don't make this difficult type of mentality. And again, there are times for this. Sometimes just giving the other person what they're fighting so hard for is worth preserving your energy. But not often. And if you do this habitually, then you will almost always leave conflicts with resentment towards the other person. I'm usually hesitant to refer to conflict in a lose-win format. For the sake of this podcast, accommodating is a lose-win situation and you're giving them the win. On the opposite side of accommodating is dominating. People with a dominating conflict style can sometimes come off a little aggressive in conflict. But it's important to note that their passion is usually rooted in self-protection. As we've mentioned, conflict is triggering due to a threat on our identity. Not surprisingly, though, it's another really common conflict style. Because when emotions are running high, 
As we know, we either go into fight or flight, and this is fight. Similar to accommodation, this would be a win-lose, but instead of handing the win away, you're fighting for it. And as with all styles, there is likely a time and place in which dominating is useful or necessary. However, in interpersonal adult conflict, using dominating styles will usually result in a damaged relationship, even if it's over time. The next step up from there is actually compromising, something we've all heard of. And this is as good as we tend to think that conflict can get. We talk about compromising like it's the end goal. And a lot of people talk about compromising like it's the win-win solution, but that's not usually the case. If we really want to keep the win-loss metaphor going, compromise would be the next best option when a win-win isn't possible. With compromise, everyone might get a win, but everyone is also getting some losses, and usually a lot more losses than wins. You can think of it kind of like, well, if everyone can't be happy, at least we're upset together. Again, not usually the best option, but also not always the worst. The last and usually most ideal conflict style is called collaborating. Collaboration is learned. It requires communication, empathy, understanding, and a willingness to be open and vulnerable. It requires you to see the what happened and the why did this happen at their face value and to work on the how did it make me feel separately, personally, individually. It comes with the ability to see conflict as an opportunity and gather the beneficial information. It's the ability to act outside of emotion while still recognizing and honoring the way that you're feeling and understanding why you feel that way. It is a process, but I can help get you there. That's all I have for you in this episode. I truly hope you learned something today. And even if you didn't, I want to remind you that sometimes unlearning things is just as important. And that takes time. So I leave you with this. What's one thing you can start to do better today? As always, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Your Conflict Coach with two H's. You can also email me at Your Conflict Coach with two H's at gmail.com. 